When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Long Ball Street. Promise you, there's a single question we won't answer. It could be about anything. Dangerous. Yeah, but dangerous. Would you do that? No. Fortunately, I'm just like I'm just a super sub, aren't I? I'm not that. No, you're a sub. <laughs> you're way more than that. Just a wow. You, you mean yeah, way more? I look forward to. I, I yeah. Go for really personal questions. Yeah, because nothing's off limits. You just said that yourself. Absolutely, anything you like. Answer. Intriguing. Ask and we will answer. I promise you. Uh, on this week's podcast, actually, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to get involved, go across to our YouTube channel. It is uh, the Long Ball Street. Type in Long Ball Street on YouTube, and away you go. Get involved, and uh, yeah, answer and we will get back. If you're watching post, leave, leave your uh, questions in the comments below. So that is helpful. So the ones you're typing in now, if you are, uh, we might miss. So go back and leave your questions once this is posted on YouTube afterwards. All right, the podcast this week, we're going to be talking about Deli Alley. We're going to be talking about Joe Hart. We're going to talk about too many friendlies costing England, Jim. Right. Uh, we're also going to be talking about what footballers do when they retire. What the fuck the England band is all about. It's, got, <laughs> it's time for them to go, in it. They are useless. I mean, they're pretty good at musician. Not a fan, then. No, it's Pony. Uh, Mbappe and Payat, um, they have different approaches to leaving football clubs, which we've highlighted. And we've got some questions, as ever, from the Longball Street listeners. Community. God bless them all. Great. Yeah. Should we start with Deli Ali, obviously? Fingers up. Yeah. I love this. Do you? I really enjoyed this. Because you kind of, you watch football now, and you just think that... They're all kind of, yeah, they're just sort of robots who just don't, I don't know, you used to hear stories about like, you know, Vinnie Jones and grabbing Gazza's balls and all the chat and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not talking about just exclusively grabbing of genitalia, but like mm. chat as well. They used to dig each other out all the time and there was some funny stories that came from that. Yeah. I quite like that aspect of it. Like, when I used to play cricket and I used to, I played for a team and they were, they were legendary at, at sledging. Finding something, scan the player find something that's going to wind them up mm. it's brilliant and I just don't I didn't think that it existed in football anymore but, it, 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 but I thought for a second that Deli Ali was yeah doing was doing little. that I thought because what happened in the lead up to that 
he tried to knock it past the player and do that thing where, oh, I've overhit it here. I'm going to run into you and see if I can get a free kick out of it. Didn't get the free kick. And then the, when it then showed him. So for anyone who doesn't know, on the England game yesterday, uh, that moment happened where he tried to get the foul. And then uh, about 15 seconds later, there was a close-up of Deli Alley. Uh, and I thought, and he basically just went like that, stuck his finger up. Yes. Yeah, and I thought he'd done that to like the, the centre-back or to... The ref. To, yeah, well, I never, it never crossed my mind that he was doing it to the ref. But I loved how like, it was our like blank face. Mm. Bosh. <laughs> so the story, the story goes that the, the, the Deli Alley and Carl Walker agreed that at some point in the game they would, they would, he would Deli Alley would flip the bird at Carl Walker, right? Because there's been some banter going on about between the two, like because uh, he's left. Yeah, because he's left. Um, Deli Alley and Eric Dyer are on their Instagram and calling. Calling Carl Walker a snake for leaving, <laughs> and Carl Walker said, uh, "That's that's that's funny coming from someone who wanted to join Man United this summer." To Eric oh, Dyer, really? Yeah. Wow. So there's been a lot of kind of banter, and I think it's an extended extent of that. But what, 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 so, are you in? You're not in the outrage camp. You're not Absolutely in. Not. He, he's a role model to kids. He, sh- he shouldn't be doing this stuff. You're like he's a human being playing. I just think it's brilliant. I think it's hilarious that in the context of an England game, you're the number ten for England. And it's the like 70th minute, you're 2-1 up, trying to get that win to get to the World Cup. You've still got time for a joke with Carl Walker. And you're just going to go blankly and go, <laughs> hold it. Because <laughs> he left the Carl Walker. I love it. I think it's brilliant. And I, do you know what? I, Daily Alley's gone up a good few points for me. Because I just think we need, we need this a lot more. That's why like Jack Wilshere gets a lot of stick. But I'd love to see him playing again and playing with a smile on his face. Because he's got that as well. He's got that bit of, I don't know, just a bit of like <coughs> understanding that it is just a game of football and let's just all take the piss out of each other. Mm. I don't see a problem in it at all. I think everything, everything's so PC and serious because understandably things are taken out of context continuously. So like this, you'll mm. have people that are outraged. I'm looking forward to having more players who just don't care. Um... Yeah, it's, it's those Mavericks that we like. That those are the guys who are remembered. Do you think? I think as to his game, his, his spite and his aggression and, and his willingness to get involved in things he probably shouldn't get involved with. It, it kind of adds to the kind of player he is. Um, but do you think these? It, it kind of impacts his legacy somewhat. I know it's just at the beginning. His, legacy at the beginning <laughs> of his career. But when people look back at his career, they think I didn't like him. I didn't like other fans of other clubs. But I, I don't care about it. I'm mean, he's a Spurs player I, at the moment. I, I think can the most see how he irritate. He will irritate other fans. Do you think? That's mm, which may impact how successful he is as an England footballer. Ultimately, it depends on how successful he is for England. Yeah. And at his age, he's incredibly important to England, and he's a fantastic player. So I don't think he should worry about that. Just as importantly, I think it would do his uh, reputation good if he doesn't care, because it's George Best. Like Stan Bowles, like all those players, got really old references there. Mm. Gaza, those players that don't didn't care, they were happy to have a bit of fun <coughs> along the way. Mm. They're the players that that you enjoy. And so, if he can have a, <coughs> if he's willing to have a bit of fun and be a bit self-deprecating along the way as well, then I think people will, will love it. And we often talk about how stuffy the games become exactly. and how how every footballer straight bats every answer, and it's boring and dull. Yeah. So much so that even on Bull Street, when we do interviews with ex-pros, typically they don't do as well as our normal content. Because yeah. people know what they're going to get, typically. 
Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, oh, I, is it something to really get outraged about? I don't know. And you've seen the footage where there is a kind of clear line of sight that it, it probably is Carl Walker that he's done it to. Do you think I he'll get a, a free match ban? That not, is not should he. Do you think will he will? He? Will the FA ban him? <sighs> they might. If it's the FA, they'll make sure it's not before. Cause yeah, you made the good point that if it's a free match ban, he'd miss the first game of the World Cup. And they, they wouldn't allow that mm. for something that was clearly a joke. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Speaking, speaking of the World Cup, how do you feel? First player? Uh, I don't care at all. I, 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 I love that kind of stuff. I, 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 it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I don't think if it does bother you, I think. I mean, there's some big problems in the world. Yeah. Like, if you've got to be bothered by something, that ain't it. Yeah. You know, and it's you know because yeah, you can go on BBC News. There'll be that story. There'll be and then there'll be the possible nuclear war on its way yeah. right next to it. So, so it really doesn't. So matter. get your priorities right. Uh, you know, I mean, that. yeah. I mean, if you are that bothered by. Deli Ali sticking his finger up the, the possible nuclear war will probably see that thing melted off so mm. don't I, worry about it I'd be intrigued to know if, if people were because I watched it live and I, I remember thinking that's going to be everywhere in that yeah. moment yeah 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 and it was like and the commentators didn't say anything they didn't refer to it they kind of let it pass and it was normally it's you know it's a general rule is you don't want dead air no and it was quiet for about 15 seconds after <laughs> that so they've clearly gone don't say anything <laughs> and let it go. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, of Deli Ali, perhaps missing a ban. Um, sorry, just going to pause that. Uh, missing yeah, the first game of the World Cup. Um, England again could be seeded in a group of death. Um, and do you know the reason why? Why? Because we're playing too many friendlies. Really? So England. The, so the ranking system, the World Cup FIFA ranking system, is oh. currently positioned in the way that. You get more points that, for competitive managers than you do friendly. Right. You got that? Say it again. <laughs> Friendlies, less points than competitive matches. Of course, right, yeah. Right, does that so make sense? Those kind of points get yeah. you. Got you. Right, so essentially, there's a reason why Switzerland are fourth in the world currently. Uh, according to FIFA, they are the fourth best team in the world because they play fewer friendlies than England, do, right. for example. Got you. Um, so that's why. But this is a, this is a direct choice by Southgate because he says in order to prepare for the World Cup we need to be playing high quality right. friendly games yeah 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 cool but the problem is no one takes these friendlies seriously so the game against France if you're substituting your entire first 11 in the second half or if they're playing a second string team because they're not really bothered about that friendly I, what but I'm they'll be doing is, the exact same thing and it's like it's sparring isn't it yeah, but it isn't. It doesn't it, does, does it prepare for a World Cup? Does it prepare you for a World Cup? By playing France in a friendly or Germany in a friendly, does that properly prepare you for a World Cup? I think the the, the type of game that you'll be playing. So what was um, what was disastrous in 2016 was that we played. All that I say is probably still no excuse. Is that during the qualifiers we played, we dominated a lot of games, but in the, the friendlies we tried to play the better teams, and then when we got to the tournament we had an easy-ish group where we were dominating games and we weren't able to pick them apart mm. but I guess Hodgson was in that period before was trying to deal with the problem before that where they hadn't played any decent teams in friendlies so I don't think there's any right or wrong way of doing it so we're going to be in the same pot as we were before the previous World Cup where we drew Italy Uruguay and so that's the second Colombia is it? did we draw uh, Uruguay Costa Rica Italy wasn't it Italy right so um you know, and we got dumped out after two games. 
So I guess it's about who. what's more valuable for England. Is it playing high-quality teams and friendlies or is it getting an easier group? I don't think... I don't, I, essentially what I'm saying, Jim, is I don't want to go out after two games again. I know. It's a waste of time. God, neither do I. So but let's just fuck off all of this uh, bollocks about playing friendlies against teams that don't... Or just let them trade. Just get together. No, just play all the competitive games, a couple of friendlies, get your seeding up to give us a good, good opportunity to get... Get a, a, a but Switzerland won't be seeded. Yeah, if they Fourth make it through, the world, no. But if they make it, are they even going to make it through their group? I wouldn't even know where they are in their group. But if they do, if they do, they will be. They will be seeded above England. We could face Switzerland, which wouldn't be the end of the world. Though they are, they're not the worst team. Though. I just think you've got to be the best way to be prepared. I would still say that those games are valuable because I think it also allows people to see where you where you're at. You're test. Football, the difference between football is the pace of which it's played. Often when you see it, it doesn't look that different. But then when you're there and you've got two seconds to do something, and also the amount of mistakes that players make, you get a lot less chances to, to take. And I think often when you're used to playing decent teams, at least it's not a surprise when it comes, comes to that moment in time. Mm. I think Southgate's doing the right thing there. Personally. I don't. I think we should be sack, sack him immediately. He's got to go. He's Time got to, to go. go. He, I mean, he is the most boring man on earth. Isn't I he? like him, you know. Of course you like him. I don't mind him. You're the only one. I think if you're, if you're being base and going, oh, he's, he's articulate and he was a bit of a boring player, so therefore he's a boring manager, then fine, great. And yes, he's not Jose Mourinho, but, or Jose Mourinho, people get annoyed when I... It's Portuguese, um, but I, I I like the things that he's been saying. I do. I like that he doesn't shirk it. I think he's smart enough to get to say to not get himself into sort of hot water with things as well. Yeah. Inevitably, if we go out in the group stage, he will get he will be called a donkey. But he knows that I think as well. But he knows he's a donkey. No, he knows that he will, he knows that if they don't succeed, then he'll be seen as a joke because yeah. that's that's the obvious story that people like to do each time. Who else is a joke? Joe Hart. Nice How man. is he still the England goalkeeper? Because he's played a lot of games for England and he's not 40 years old. He's 30. What's he? 31? You shit. He, <laughs> if he was dropped, like, I, I don't doubt, I still think he's a good goalkeeper. But yeah. He is in a horrible period of confidence and he is conceding a lot of goals and we've got a lot of decent goalkeepers so I can understand if he got dropped and the other thing is I actually I really do think Joe Hart is a very good goalkeeper and he had a wobble a few years ago and do you remember uh, he got dropped mm. by uh, Pellegrini I think it was Yeah, and he got dropped quite cleverly in round around October they, like, they didn't let it kind of drag out they just got it done then and then he, he didn't play for, I think it was about a month, and then they started to bring him back in, and then he had a great end to that season, and then he won Premier League Goalkeeper of the Year the year after, which is probably about three years ago. Yeah. And he's not an ancient guy. He's a free clean choice in 28 games. That's the defence as much as him. <laughs> it is, isn't it? You don't just go... Like, you can't blame the, just the goalkeeper for clean sheets. Yeah. If he's making mistakes, which... But that's the currency of Any goalkeeper... goalkeeper Playing in that West Ham team at the moment would be conceding a lot of goals. It's yeah, but it's not West Ham's a problem. Torino was a problem last year. How many pro- Torino games did you watch last year? I, I, I watched about 26. Really? 26 well, games. Wow, yeah. Gotcha. But a lot of you really up front. There you go. <laughs> well done. That's proof. Name another one. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I just think it's really 
easy to go. He's obviously in a bad. Zappa Costa. Nice. Just like because... is that in the comments? Was it? But yeah, I've, I can understand why he would be dropped because you've probably got goalkeepers in a better frame of mind, which is a massive part of being a goalkeeper these days. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind him being dropped, but to just throw him away as this awful goalkeeper is, I think that's just a, a base. Just a I think ro- so base. Throw him away and let him rot at West Ham. Um, <laughs> what? Do you think he's just gen- full on can't kick a football, can't play football? <laughs> no, no, of course I don't. I'm being silly. I'm playing devil's advocate. People do think that though. No, I do. I, I, I rate him as a he's a, a decent goalkeeper, mm. but you've got to be have better than decent for, for, for England. What I would say though, it is with, with goalkeepers so much about confidence. He realizes the eyes of the of England and, and beyond are on him, and they realize that he's being focused on as a weakness. And mentally, we've seen what happens when. Very good footballers have to do kick-ups in front of people at Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. But what, what I think in order sorry. to negate that is, is bringing someone who's full of confidence, i.e. Pickford. I know he's young, but he's so young that it's almost, he's too, he's too confident, he's too full of youthful brashness to let that pressure affect him at this stage. Yeah. I mean, give it a couple of years, he'd be destroyed like, like everyone else. But. Well, do you know what it re- reminds me of? Paul Robinson. Yeah. He was great for England. For a long, long time, he was, and then it and then it turned a little bit sour. That he had that nightmare away at Croatia, which was not his fault. <laughs> he hit a bubble, went over his foot. Yeah, and that's Gary Neville's goal, own goal, by the way. Um, and then from then on, it just a bit like again, a bit like the Joe Hart isn't like, oh, he can't make saves to his left. Yeah, which could be true, could be not true. It probably is a weakness, right? The same thing with Robinson. It was this thing that he like he struggled with shots outside the box, which again sure. probably is true. It's because he couldn't he get, get off the ground. But he, yeah, but he didn't get he didn't get caught out for that when he was twenty one years old, coming through, playing Champions League with Leeds, making unbelievable saves. So the mindset of the player for you to be it shows someone like Buffon or these goalkeepers that play on and on and on how mentally strong they have to be because I think when you're young you are fearless yeah but in such a pressure position the older you get there's and also as a goalkeeper there's so much more evidence yeah to say oh you're rubbish now remember this goal and this goal and that goal whereas when you're 20 and you're playing for Sunderland it's not your fault because Sunderland are crap and you're just a kid and so when he's 28 Pickford will probably be crap yeah yeah no 100% he he Unless he's insanely strong mentally, he will have dips in his career, and it's about how you rebound from that. And Hart had a great game for England. Was it? Is it like the second game after you know, second game of the qualifiers away from home? He made this unbelievable save. Yeah, but I just think ultimately you don't get you don't get judged as a goalkeeper on saves you make in qualifiers. You get how how important you are in World Cups and, and Euros. And unfortunately, he was horrendous in the Euros. I. I, mean, I wonder if he, uh, Southgate's missed a trick here a little bit in going, giving someone else a chance yeah. in these games and then going, no, Joe's not. It's just at this moment, these guys are playing great and we wanted to try something different. And then it's kind of becomes a battle again. And it almost, it's like something instead of re- going, I'm going to get my head down, I want to win my place back. At the moment, he's feeling, oh shit, I don't want to lose my, my place in the squad. Yeah, and it might kind of change it round for him a bit, like what happened a few years ago for him. But I just, I don't think he's an awful goalkeeper. I just think he's clearly got low confidence at the moment. What What's the England band all about? It's time for them to go, isn't it? This is your main bugbear, isn't it? What today? they are shit. Tell me why they're shit. get big. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I look. It's not. 
Maybe I need no, to be there with Mike. Who likes them? Maybe I need to be there with Mike. Tell me, do you like? Do you like them? No, I think they need a, a bigger repertoire of songs. As does they, England as a whole, in terms of our chance a week. Yeah, a chance and, and the ones crap. that people really enjoy tend to be a little bit uh, on the on the edge. Yeah, bigoted side. So, yeah, but bigoted. Uh, I get. I can understand. Well, chatting with Adam about it, he's saying how it's it's false atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, I kind of get that. Yeah. I'm not. I don't mind a drum. Yeah. Especially like you, you know, you bagpipes, the Scotland fans. It's, you mm. look at like you'll see like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like South Africa, and there'll be like all all sorts of like instruments knocking about, and everyone's like either. loving it. Oh, aren't they brilliant? Are they? I, I remember the Vuvuzela game. Not Vuvuzela, forget Vuvuzelas, but like, yeah, South Africa's a big, bad choice. But you know what I mean? Like, there's that kind of, that music is brought to it, and it's okay. But for us, I think it's the lack of diversity of songs, because it is just that one song that come, goes round and round. I think the best things about being a football fan and coming up with songs and getting involved in that spontaneous moment where a new song's created and everybody's singing it, mm. it just denies any opportunity of that, because this fucking stupid band is playing constantly yeah. you can't sing you can't sing anything you want you're dictated by the whims of some sort of geezer with a trumpet Wait, how is that how is that going to be helpful to anything yeah. so you remember like um, the, from the Euros the anthem there's a couple of anthems but the, the fuck, I can't remember what it was it showed me the way no I just don't want to go I just don't want to go home right? yeah. that was great it's great fun it was spontaneous it was it was kind of felt like a football song British football song and it kind of resonated. You know, everyone yeah. was singing it in the end, but England in a couple of games, they were just, it was so loud and got, went on for so long. And Germany away mm. this year, when we played them in the friendly, it was deafening. And, you, and, and, and Germany at that time were, are known for their incredible support. I'm not, not sure about the nationals so much, but England fans went over there, sung that song for about 20 minutes and just quietened them down. And, mm. and that... It's something you talk about. It's something you, you go home and tell your mates about and you can't watch YouTube videos for. What you don't want to go to YouTube, watch YouTube videos is some geezers with trumpets and trombones yeah. and fucking drums. It's quite a, it's a, it feels like quite a synthetic, like, crutch. It's just shit. That's yeah. my problem with it. Yeah. And yeah, do you know what? Yeah, maybe. The like, you know, I don't know. I think it's, part of it is that we actually do, England seems to struggle to make a lot of chance, to be honest. And that chant, was, everyone was doing that one. But England probably predominantly. But I think... I think you're probably right as shit, isn't it? <laughs> um, what, what do footballs do when they retire, Jim? Cause what do they do when they retire? What should they do when they retire? Well, well, they Count s- the money. What they should do is, like, DuckTales. If anyone watched DuckTales, he'd have his own pool of money. Yeah, I saw Which I, I think, how's he diving into that? That's yeah, because he would absolutely destroy his face. <laughs> Yeah, they did, did you ever see Peter Griffin on Family Guy? They did a, they did a, 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 <laughs> really? a, a kind of their own version of that, and he dives in, and there's like bones poking out, and look, <laughs> you hit coins. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's um, uh, for those who don't know what Ducktales is, Google it. Sorry, yeah. apologies for that. Um, but yeah, I guess some people would think that you make a hell of a lot of money as a footballer, and then you just well, it used to be, wasn't it? You, it was a pub. Or you became a manager. Yeah. Now no one wants to be a manager. Pubs are struggling, apart from gastro pubs. Dave Mackay, Tottenham legend, opened up a tie shop in Tottenham High Road. Tie? Ties. As in... Oh, right, right, right. Not, not, tie, not food. tie food. No, right, right. Whoa, not. Dave Mackay. Scottish, <laughs> Scottish Dave Mackay. Prawn crackers. Lovely. <laughs> um, no, ties. I think... Yeah, yeah, so what they do now... Well, this is an interesting article, and it's someone who we're going to try and... Uh, 
do a bit more with actually is um, so he's a professional player right now a guy called Robbie Simpson reading this article about him how he's set up this uh, organisation called Life After Professional Sport yeah. and it's kind of it's basically sweeping up all these guys who aren't aren't Premier League footballers who even if you're a squad player where you've been earning like 60, 70 grand a week and you've got enough to just kind of A lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Kind of sit on your ass for a, a couple of years and then figure out what you want to do and then invest in something that's going to definitely get you money. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of players, non-league, who as soon as they finish, they need to be they need to get back into work quickly. Immediately. Yeah. Um, so it depends on how well they've managed their finances, but you can imagine as a young footballer, I mean, I'm, I've had a, gone through, I've done my education. Dropped out quite a lot of it, but what I'm saying is that I struggled with my finances, and it's only at kind of my age now, at 36, that I'm kind of starting to figure out how to, to manage my money. If you're a young kid and you're earning six grand a week, you think this is going to last on for, forever, yeah? And you might take out a few mortgages. You finally, suddenly the, the money stops coming in from football, and you're you're bankrupt within six months because you can't service the. And yeah, and I think what's interesting about the the article that we were reading was that the the and what I was, thought might be interesting to talk about is, is how difficult that mu- like we always just go oh these guys have got loads of money life is brilliant for them mm. but money doesn't equal happiness and in that setup in those changing rooms it's just a place of showing off saying I've just bought this or that yeah. uh, bravado uh, and so y- you shouldn't be talking about those kind of things that's yeah. the kind of a status quo of those dressing rooms whereas and what's what's fascinating I think for uh, what I'd like to ask Robbie is is that do you feel like you've wasted a lot of time when you're a footballer because I kind of had the idea when I got into work which was scary enough on its own that when I got into work I was like I worked my bollocks off in my 20s and then in my 30s hopefully I've started starting to kind of be in the jobs or being close to the jobs that I want to end up doing or, or achieving the success I want yeah. in your 40s then you do hopefully achieve the success you want 
and then in your 50s maybe as well and then you retire in your 60s for footballers they they waste that first 10 years if you play between the ages of well what are you going to be 17 when you'll get a professional uh, contract to 33, 34 you've, yeah. you've wasted all of that time or a lot of footballers do if you're not doing stuff on the side which is why, why, which is why um, footballers are becoming so keenly interested in social media now because they realise if they grow an audience, which they can do quite easily by being active yeah. on social media, that they become a powerful influencer and brands pay a lot of money to use influencers to, to perpetuate their, their, their products. So um, it's, uh, it is fascinating. I'd, I'd imagine a lot of them. So what are you doing with this guy? So we ju- we've just been having a couple of chats uh, early doors at the moment, but I think the idea is to kind of talk to him, talk to players who've, who've kind of fallen off that cliff of like, Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't need to worry about it yet. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you literally haven't got a choice but to worry about it now. Yeah. You know, I was listening to an interview with um, Wayne Rooney, and you know, as much money as he's got, his his career is going to end soon, and he needs to do something because as much money as you've got, you can't. You've got to do something with your life. You've got to wake up and have something to go to, and you will have had a clear thing to wake up and go to for your entire life, your entire adult life. It's a good case in point. We've got a question from CH here. He says, James, talk about Ravel Morrison, someone who is... I mean, he's not only just wasting the first part of his career, he's, still he's in it, wasting his opportunity to, to, to make lots of money. What, what, he's just joined a Mexican Atlas, fo- Atlas in, in Mexican Football League. On loan, yeah. Uh, you know, the, we're talking... The, the, it's a big league, well-supported, well but I don't know where it ranks in, in, in leagues. It's certainly nowhere near one of the top five. So no. what's, what's going on there? Well, he's gone there on loan, hasn't he, from Lazio? But look, I don't think he's. I, bet, I, I don't think he's played for Lazio. I'm not sure. But what's difficult for him is, and it must be so hard, is that he was put up on a pedestal. He was the guy, and then very, very quickly, very, very early in his career, people saw the story of, oh, he's the guy who's he's going to be a failure because he's like you know he's got he goes off the rails. As soon as it had happened at West Ham, that was the story that was kind of there. And unfortunately, he hasn't been smart enough or he's not been directed well enough to, for, for him to realise what he wants to do with his life. Yeah. Because he, he is in this bubble of, I've got enough money, I don't need to worry about it. Because I'm sure he's earning, earning decent, decent money still mm. from the Lazio deal. He won't lose his wages there. And it shows how... How you know talking about Joe Hart there? Another side of it, someone like Ravel Morrison, that the pressure that footballers have, the psychological aspects of football is so important. And if you can't, and not just on the pitch each each Saturday, but throughout the week, because if you don't, if you can't live the life, then you're not going to be able to to fulfil your potential. And that seems to be, I you know, you always hope that it can be turned around. But the feeling of Ravel Morrison from the bits that I've seen is that. I'm not sure he's the most intelligent, mm. and he obviously hasn't got the guidance to to know that right. This is the right choice for me, and I need to keep my head down and crack on. Yeah, but yeah, I'd be interested to know what that guy thinks about Ravel Morrison. What other people, or Man United fans, if you know a bit about him, because obviously he was seen as, and I've seen him play a few times. Last year, I saw him play, and he's got the quality there. But the expectations when he he played a game, played a couple of twenty minutes, and then he played a whole game. Didn't play awfully in that game. But he was playing a lot of sort of side-to-side passes and people were expect, 
expecting brilliant things mm. from him. And that expectation must weigh heavy on someone like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, talking about expectation, Wayne Rooney, we've got a question in from Fortful Football at Anthro Football on Twitter. He says, why would Wayne Rooney drink drive when he can definitely afford a taxi? Stupidity, <laughs> selfishness or just deeper underlying problems? I don't think there's a problem with Wayne Rooney. I think he's pulled this bird. He can't get in a taxi with her. What can he do? He can't take her around down the back of an alley. He's had a few drinks. He thinks, she is beautiful. I want to bunk up with her. Let me just get in her car, because she's too pissed to drive. And I'll drive to the the hotel room, where we can have some fun. Yeah, whilst his his wife is at home. Yeah, every every part of that story is a mistake (laughs) for Wayne Rooney. But I don't think it's a case of him not not, not being able to afford a taxi. It's just that when... You're as rich as he is, and as has the famous pub, and the famous. More to the point, then you're going to make decisions that a normal person wouldn't otherwise. I guess he's gone. What? Are, yeah. What are his options at that moment in time? When he's yeah, he's happy to make this bad decision in terms of cheating on his wife. What are your options? Getting a taxi is not a good shout for you because there's probably a camera in the taxi yeah. at the start. Yeah, and there's no way a taxi driver. I mean, some you know, I wouldn't. Dob him yeah. in, but you know, used to be only don't know what people are going on in their personal lives. If you, whatever, but there are taxi drivers and there are human beings that would gladly sell that story for ten grand because ten grand is a lot of people, a lot of money to, to, to some people. Do you think that um, we should uh, like or dislike a footballer based on their personal life or or on their football life, or should it be an amalgamation of the two? I like it in other countries like Italy and France where more or less you, there's a lot more leeway certainly with love life there's a lot more leeway of what you can get away with um, there is a fishbowl in, in English football um, it's a hard one because what where's the line if, if, if someone's beats up his missus as a human being I've got an issue with that yeah but just because he's good at football I should be more lenient about it or just forget about it it's the same thing this is, a, this is an ethical quandary because it's the same thing with with art, like musicians as well like it's hip hop artists uh, I love that I know have done terrible things yeah. but I can't not listen well I can not listen to music but I'm fucking suffering for that so I've got I've got to, I've got to create this kind of I've got to, I've got to sacrifice myself because of my ethical beliefs yeah. that punching a woman is wrong so it obviously it's tricky <laughs> but it's you know but it's uh, we are hypocritical in it because Gaza everyone everyone deep down loves him to bits and he's done some awful shit yeah and where John Terry fits the sort of villain mould and has done bad things as well. Yeah. So is Wayne Rooney. But so is Peter Crouch. <laughs> yeah. And but people love Crouchy because he's a giant freak. Yeah, he's giant and he's good on social media. Look, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tricky one. It's, if you... I don't know. It, 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 That's a good question then. So maybe there's a few in the comments um, or afterwards. People that... Footballers that you love that you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've got this issue at Spurs with Henri yeah, and uh, the, the right-back who's used homophobic language before and has uh, punched a policeman which is how we had to get around the, uh, the issue with a work permit in England obviously we've, Spurs have got lots of money so we get around this issue but you know there was a, there was about there was a poll 88% of Spurs fans said I don't care bring him in uh, there was you know whatever it is 18% left who mm. said no we, we shouldn't sign him because it's, he's, he's not a very nice man yeah um, as it turns out, he released a statement when signing for Spurs and the proud Lily Whites of the LGBT community at Spurs uh, said, look, 
he said he's acknowledged his issue let's just give him a chance and see what happens which is probably the best way for all, all the situations but you know there, there is a, a moral quandary yeah because weirdly I, I like Wayne Rooney as a footballer I like he, he, he seems like he cares he puts decent effort in yeah I kind of you know he's got that bit of spark to his game most of the time yeah but off the pitch I mean he he morally isn't completely there but at the you know at the same time you're right it's a completely different life that I've I couldn't even well, get where close are you at, to really? understanding. Where am I at? Yeah, what where, do you mean? Well, would you want, not want a player to sign for QPR if they'd previously used homophobic language or backhanded a bird? Or, or, backhanded a bird? Yeah, is that that's something horrible? You know? Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> well, I thought it was like a sexual thing. No. They, um, I, uh, if they don't repent what they've said... Then it's an issue. Then it's an issue. But what if it's like... If it's like Deli like, Ali signing for Spur, fine signing for QPR now, and he's just done some bad stuff in the past. Does the better a player is, the done. more forgiving you are. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like we were talking about that on the social club yesterday. That these, you know, you got Mares and Coutinho and Van Dijk and Sanchez, all were very clear. Like, I want to leave this football club. I don't like it here. I don't want to play for you, manager. I don't want to play for the fans. I want to leave. Mm. Then the window shuts, then it's a World Cup year and they've got to do something. Mm. And it's dependent on the fact that how much do the fans want him back. All of those players, despite doing something, if all those players were a really average player, then they're scum. Get like, never play them again. They can rot in the reserves. Mm. But it's Sanchez, Mares, Van Dijk Coutinho. and Coutinho. So if you're good enough, all is forgiven most yeah, of the time. for sure. All right. Uh, Mark McFowl asks, is FFP a waste of time and should clubs be spending, be restricted in the first place? So should F- FPP even exist? Is it a waste of time? Um, I think it's an... I think it's kind yeah. of reaction to the PSG stuff. Yeah, it? of course. Mainly. That is... this. What is inevitable in anything is that people will try and find loopholes. Of course they will. If it gets you what you want and where you want to be. And that's what La Liga are getting... Uh, pissy about it and they've got it's only because it's not suiting them now you've mm. got Real Madrid who've been having I mean I don't know a huge amount of it but like tax breaks and all sorts for a long long time been in outrageous debt but this financial fair play thing I think it's something that they need to stick with you need to be clear in your um, punishment when people go outside it if the money's being spent but it's being sort of spread across each year and it allows you to um it allows you to kind of be a bit more sustainable in what you're doing, then that's great. But it's, it's, there's never going to be this like blanket rule and it's done and it's fine. People will try and find loopholes. And when they do, you need to keep an eye on it. And if it's not morally right for the game, then you have to, like, you have to punish them properly, as, as, they, probably, as they should do with PSG, because it's, it's state-funded money. Mm. It's financial doping, isn't it? It um, is, completely. Yeah. But it's never gonna. It's something that has to evolve as it goes along. I think. What do you think? I think. Um, yeah, I, I think money wins out in the end. It's a nice idea. Um, I think that, that, so far it, the punishments have to be so harsh. Like a complete withdrawal of Champions League would be a start. You know, a fifty million pound fine and a redu- reduction in a squad, which happened to Man United, mm. uh, Man City rather, um, from twenty five to twenty one players, isn't enough. 
Um, but ultimately, UEFA are more interested in the audiences these clubs bring than they are punishing them in a way that means they can't play in a tournament. It's a massive opportunity for... Um, it's UEFA, isn't it? Or is yeah. it FIFA? Yeah. It's a massive opportunity for, for UEFA to... Um, to bring some, like, a moral compass to it all. Yeah. But yeah it's something that has to be ongoing, and they have to keep evolving with it, and once you see that something isn't right, then you have to you have to tweak the rules and add to the rules. Mm. I think, like, the next thing that I'm, I'm intrigued by is Man City have obviously spent so much money, but a lot of it is being paid year on year, and also the clauses, until they're triggered, yeah. that doesn't cost you the money as well. So, the, sorry, the top line, if people don't know, with financial fair play is that you can have a profit, you can have a loss of 30 million now, no more each year. Yeah. Um, That's, that, that, that was set up because one of the issues with FFP was that it doesn't enable smaller clubs to speculate to improve. Yeah. Um, and that was, that, that rule was introduced in order to, so a 30 million deficit doesn't make a great deal to Man City, but it does allow a team like QPR to speculate if they, if they have the opportunity to and yeah. their owner comes in. But I guess like you say, Everton, they were, you know they got Lukaku, did really well with him. Maybe that's a that's a point that Southampton need to make is that they need huge amounts of money for this guy, so that their net spend isn't as bad. Yeah. So they allows them to speculate. Yeah. So that what that might be what Southampton were kind of trying to do, and it might lead to them in the summer selling him for even more if he has a great World Cup, and then they they're able to they are able to then kind of sort of speculate, I guess, a little bit. Okay. Um, so I've got a question from Martello, uh, Don underscore Conte, 17. He says, apart from the obvious and local rivals, who are your most hated teams and clubs and why? Have you got any? Uh, who do I hate? I used to hate... Oh, look, it's Adam. Adam over there. What, the busy bees? Busy bees, busy, busy, busy. busy, busy. You lot are fucked. Yeah, we are fucked. Yeah. I can't believe I put 60 quid on. <laughs> <laughs> First week of the season for us to go up. <laughs> Then tried to double it <laughs> after he lost a few games, and uh, yeah, probably going down. He won't get down. Might do. Could be. They're currently relegation spots. I, look, I don't want. I don't want you to go down. Oh, we turned the tables. <laughs> I used to say that to you <laughs> just a week ago. Yeah, uh, my well, because of Adam and Brentford's um, Brentford doing well and beating us and having the bragging rights. Um, hatred's a strong word. But I really do want to finish above them this year now. Especially now we've got a real opportunity now. Now they've lost. They've lost. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, Brentford lost basically their three best players on deadline day, mm. all to Birmingham. Yeah, that must be. Well, that would be um, Adams definitely because Brentford have a thing with Birmingham uh, anyway because it was the year. It might be before your time, but Brentford, um, the year they they finished third or no or second or something. They would have. They basically would have got automatic promotion. But it was when they were restructuring the leagues, right. and Burton, uh, Birmingham won the league instead, and they missed out, and, right. and, they t- and so they hate Birmingham for that, and now they hate him because of stealing all their players. Um, who do I hate? I used to hate Crystal Palace. I used to really hate Crystal Palace. Why? Because they're, they were just above you. <laughs> whoever it is is just above you. It's just annoying, because you can see what you want, and they've... And they've got it over you. So I used to hate Crystal Palace, but I kind of got past that now. Mm. Um, I mean, Chelsea's the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of hate them all, really. You hate all teams, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Leicester? Yeah. Fucking Leicester. I hate Leicester. I mean, but like, obvious reasons over there. They go kind of less... 
Leicester took Spurs' I mean they deserve to win the league I can say that now but as I remember it they've done us out of the league who do you um, more Chelsea or Leicester Oh Chelsea all day. Yeah. I mean I love Chelsea really. I mean I kind of it, I hated them more before they got their money because then they just become this kind of plastic football club who bought all of that success. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with Chelsea as well. Right. Uh, same with Man City. Kind of don't feel anything about Man City at all. Literally zero. They, they don't even register as a football team to me really. Yeah, um, Man City are an odd one. There just, isn't that. They, they conjure nothing in me. It's complete indifference. It's like yeah. you. Anyone can spend £220 million in the summer if they have the money there and you're guaranteed success. And if you don't get it, it's an embarrassment. So all, all, all Man City can do for me is, 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 is exist or be an embarrassment. That's right. only places they can go. Unless they can... I guess it, what would have to happen is they need to beat you in a Champions League semi-final or they need to pick you to the league. It's, it's yeah, those, in, in that those instance, bits that maybe, maybe. But even then, I look at it and go, well, you just, it's, anyone can do what you did. Mm. Um, as long as you, know, you had a rich um, owner from the Far East with lots of oil money whose reasons for buying your club weren't just to make you happy. But, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm coming across bitter, aren't I? Uh, yeah, Liverpool was obviously uh, it'd be Arsenal, Chelsea, and Liverpool. Uh, one, Liverpool. but mainly because of the live, not actually the Redman TV, so it's not not coming from them. But my other people, my other mates of mine, Southerners who are Liverpool fans, who are the most trappy supporters I've ever met in my life. One in particular, um, who <laughs> made me hate them, and, and I wish all of the bad things that happen. On a football pitch to happen to Liverpool. If you can, uh, you can't send Arsenal down, but you can send another team down. Who would you send down? Liverpool. It would be Liverpool. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Sorry, because I know there's plenty of Liverpool fans watching, but you know, I'm sure they hate Tottenham and uh, you know whoever. Who cares? Uh, Lightning question of the podcast. Thank you very much for everyone who's watching and who have downloaded the podcast. Remember, remember to uh, leave your questions for the live Q&A with me and Matt on Friday at 4pm. Leave them in the comments below after this video has gone live because one has been uploaded because once this live stream finishes, all of the comments disappear and we can't see them. All right, so leave them in the comments below once this is ended. Uh, final question, big one. JKM, recovering Mima on uh, left a, comment, a, a question on the Bull Street Twitter. It says, cats or dogs, Jim? <laughs> Cat. uh, do you know what? I very, feel very strongly about this. Do you? Well, You've got so neither cats nor dogs. No, I don't really. Um, it, but definitely dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Are you really? Yeah. What happened? A little, little bit of insight there for you guys. Yeah, I didn't so know well that. done. Congratulations. Do you, your eyes pop up and. Yeah, I get really like, I get itchy and wheezy. Do you? Yeah, and I need the asthma pump. Don't have one. Um, but yeah, I get proper puffy eyes. Because I have problems with puffy eyes anyway. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. In the morning. You sleep time. on your face. I sleep on my face. <laughs> but yeah, and Craig, not our Craig, right? Like my Craig, um, who's uh, on Bear Pit TV, Stoke City fan, loves a cat. He's just bought a kitten, so you can't go around his house anymore. I don't want to go around, no, because <laughs> he's not thought about me in his life choices. Are you saying that you're you're, you're upset at, uh, at Craig? He's your best friend. Yeah, you're upset at him because he bought a cat and you're allergic to him. Well, just think about that. Think about the people that you're going to want to share your home with. So, so he should have said, "Actually, James is allergic to cats. Let's not get one. Yeah. Let's get a turtle. Or something. A turtle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm allergic, and they're, they're generally just a bit pissy, aren't they? It's, they you do never piss. gone. You, you never see a cat go. Yeah. Oh, he's home. Oh, he's just like. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, you're right. When you fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've had cats just and dogs. And cats just require less work. You like cats, do you? No, they require less work. I've got a dog as well. Um, well, I had a dog. I lost her in the divorce. Um, so, you know, dogs, are, they cost way more money at vets. They're just needy. They're always like, oh, pat me, pat me, like that. And they're just like, at the end, I've had a bad day. Just fuck yeah. off her a bit. Right. Whereas cats, they're just, just, just choke me and they just stay within, like, centimetre out of reach. I quite like that about them. You like that? Yeah, I like yeah, them. Yeah. Like they're just like fuck you. You like the torture of it? I just like I, you know they don't work. They don't work for it. They you come to them. Yeah. Everything exists on a cat's terms. With dogs, they're just like anything. And they'll come over to you if you okay. What are we getting? They're like oh, is it a treat for me? Treat you know what I mean? Just fuck off. So I'm going with cats. Okay. All right. The viewers are dropping, so at that point we, <laughs> <laughs> we will end the, the, the Long Ball Street podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. Remember, Friday live on the Long Ball Street YouTube channel. Thank you, Jim. Bye, mate. And we'll see you at the far post. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 